Good evening. It is, if you are watching this live, it is Tuesday, November 13th at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we are live for our weekly webinar. And this week we have a very special topic. We are talking about nutrition. Uh, what you should feed your dog, how and why. Hi guys. So because we are Facebook Live, we do have friends who join us and help and contribute to the conversation. So that's awesome and I love it. Uh, and we like to kind of ramble a little bit, get you guys caught up on the week uh, because it just takes some time for Facebook to notify people and for them to come on over. So what's been going on this week with us? Uh, we had group class on Saturday at a new location and it was totally awesome. Uh, we actually ended up going to square one for lunch this time instead of McAllister's, and it was super duper. Uh, we got our new furniture delivered, so now the dog room actually has a seating area, and we've been using that quite a bit whenever people come over, so that's super duper. And uh, just business is rolling right along. Uh, Luke, I just realized my 17-year-old is a senior in high school. And this is his last year in normal school. And then he gets to decide what he wants to do with his life. Um, right now, he is talking about moving to Japan. And I just told him last night, I'm like, you are not ready to move to, to Japan in a year uh, or less. And he's like, well, no, not right away. Um, but, you know, we already, and I can tie everything back to dog training. So how this gets tied back to dog training is... Um, I've already looked it up, and yes, yeah, service dogs are something over in Japan, and uh, they always need service dog trainers. So, you know, I told him, well, if you move to Japan, Dad and I can come and visit and train some dogs while we're at it. And then with Luke having trained dogs with us, gosh, since I started, he's been helping. It works out really good. So... Uh, let's see here. Hi, guys. Hey, good. I'm glad you all joined. So tonight we are talking about nutrition. First, I want to talk about how often you feed your dog and how you feed your dog. So what we recommend is meal times. Meal times. That means that one, two, or three times a day, you put food in a bowl and you have your dog sit, wait, look up with you, look really cute. You put the food bowl down, you release your dog, your dog goes and eats. This does not mean you have a bowl of food that you keep filled all the time, um, that your dog can go and munch out of, or that you have one of those um, dispenser towers where it's all filled up with the food and it just comes out as your dog eats it. Please do not do that. Why? Well, there's a few reasons. One is dogs are not good at regulating their own weight. Like my golden, if I let her, she would eat a bag of 50 pound bag of dog food a day. That's not good. That's not healthy. Um, she is hmm, very hungry all the time. She's a golden. She's typical golden, typical lab, typical retriever type and that they want to eat, 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 eat. Now you want to make sure your dog has enough to eat, but you also have to make sure that they don't eat too much because fat dogs, <laughs> they have more health problems. Now I know, I know, I know, You've gone to your vet and your vet says that your fat dog is fine. It's a good weight. He's not. <laughs> your dog shouldn't look like a sausage on legs unless that's the type of dog you have. So you have to look at what, what breed standard, what slim is. Um, for Arrow, our Malinois, because he has such a smooth coat, you can kind of see the ripples of the ribs sometimes because he runs and he plays and he exercises and he burns off all those calories. He weighs about 60 pounds. He fluctuates between 60 and 65 Gypsy is weighing right around 60 pounds right now. So just so you know, they both are the same weight. Arrow looks like he's anorexic and Gypsy looks like she's a little chunky monk, but they're both a good weight. And in fact, I have a friend who's a veterinarian and she has Arrow's picture up on the wall saying that is what your dog should look like. Now she also works with military dogs and most of the dog that comes in are Malinois or German Shepherd. So it works. Uh, but if your dog, when wet, because some dogs have coat, and I totally understand that. Gypsy has a coat. Zoe has a coat until I shave her. Um, you have to see your dog's waist should come in. Your dog should have a tuck under their tummy. And if you're feeding a dry food and your dry food says a 50-pound dog should eat three cups a day, I'm making up these numbers, that doesn't mean three Yeti cups right? That is three cooking cups. That's eight ounces, three times a day, or three 
eight ounces, right? Um, so beware, because I've had people come in with big gulp cups saying, my dog's supposed to have two cups a day and this is the cup. No, it's not. Um, so I do like it whenever owners do come in and they do bring the scoops for their dog because, you know, we always talk about that too. Um, we had Meredith was a little, what was she, a snorky. She came in and her owner had wrote she got like one and a third scoops or like one scoop. And um, me and Rich kind of looked at each other real quick. And we looked and she had provided her own scoop. We thought at first it was one cup like twice a day. And I'm like, this dog shouldn't be eating that much. Um, but it all depends on the dog. Uh, so say your dog is 50 pounds and your dog should weigh 30 pounds and you're looking at the bag of food and it says what a 50 pound dog should eat. Don't feed that much. Feed less than that. Exercise your dog more. You know, supplement with fruit and veg. And yes, you can feed your dog people food, guys. Please feed your dog people food as long as it's good and healthy people food. So Gypsy, uh, what did she eat today? She ate some green beans, some zucchini, and some lettuce because she loves to eat food. So just like with people, fill them up with a salad, right? Okay, so good. Hello, hello, guys. So <clears throat> you want to do meal times now? I live in the south. I live in Florida, and cockroaches here can be pretty big. Okay, not that we have them in our house, thank goodness, but there are bugs. Now there is bugs all over because we used to live up in Wisconsin, and they had more mosquitoes and ladybugs up there than we have down here. Do you really want dog food sitting out all day, attracting bugs into your house for them to eat and carry it away? No. Not only that, but you don't know how much your dog is eating. Well, my dog doesn't eat that much. He just picks at it every now and then. Then why bother having it? Are you going to be able to tell if your dog has gone off his food, meaning your dog stopped eating, if you just constantly keep it filled, especially if you fill it or your partner fills it or someone else fills it? So you don't know how much exactly your dog's eating. Um, and like I said, dogs do like to gorge. <laughs> so do people. So you do have that as well. So please do meal times. Puppies, I do two or three times a day. Adult dogs, I do once a day. Now, I say that I do once a day. Our dogs get once a day. Rich has been feeding the board and trained dogs twice a day. And I'm really hoping that goes down to once a day because it's just easier on them. It's easier on us. Um, and we fill, feed them at night. So are you ready? This is a good one. You don't feel full until, you know, your stomach stretched out a little bit, right? That's why the gastric sleeves and stuff work is because your stomach can't stretch out too much and you feel full faster. So there's that satiating effect whenever your dog eats all of his food up, you know, at once, not like one gulp, but you know what I mean. Um, they feel and they, they'll sleep better. Uh, with kibble, if I'm not mistaken with dry dog food, it takes around 18 hours to digest is what I want to say. Whereas on a raw food diet, it's four to six hours. Now, when your dog is digesting food, your dog's other systems aren't going to be working as well. So if your dog's not feeling good, you know, his immune system is going to be working as well if he's taking that time to digest the food. So feeding twice a day, whenever it takes 18 hours to process all of that through your system, means your dog's gut never gets a chance to take a break. And if you feed just once a day, your dog has six hours a day where their gut's taking a break, which is nice. They need that. Um, so that's, that's why we like to do, I like to do once a day. Now, like I said, puppies, or if your dog has medical issues, or if you need to give them medicine twice a day and it needs to be done with food or whatever, like, no, this is what we do. I am not a veterinarian and I am not a nutritionist. I am a dog trainer who has seen a lot of dogs, okay? Uh, we've got some questions coming in. Do you cook the zucchini and the green beans or give them raw? I just give it to her raw. Um, she ate them and arrow ate them. So um, I'll drop lettuce and stuff and she'll come over and snarf it right up. Um, she loves pears and apples and bananas are her absolute favorite. Watermelon, she eats everything. And it's all raw. I mean, if it's cooked, I'll give it to her. That's not a big deal. It's not like I won't give her cooked food. Um, but she likes it raw. Uh, Michelle says... She's up in Wisconsin, and they're getting mayflies now. Uh, yeah. Um, so that's how we feed, is in a bowl with meal times. We also have them sit and check in with us. So we have four personal dogs. We used to have five. We were down to four. And while we're getting the food ready, they have to be good. And then they all have to sit. Now we feed the calmest one first, which is always Zoe. So Zoe gets fed first. Uh, and then we feed the next commas and the next commas and the next commas. And it usually goes in age order. Not always. 
Um, Eric can be a jerk sometimes. So sometimes he's fed last and Rich protests with me and I'm like, knock it off, you know this is the right way to do it. But it's part of the fun whenever you and your spouse work together. Um, so we, we uh, feed the commas one first. We put all their food bowls down kind of beside them. I don't like put them down like across the, the kitchen. I put them down kind of by where they are. And then they check in with us and we release them and they get to go and eat. Um, we have slow feeder bowls for Gypsy because she's a fast eater and for Arrow. So they're the ones by, I want to say it's Outward Hound, Outward Bound. It's the big circle with the swirls inside of it. That's what Gypsy and Arrow use. Um, Rue doesn't usually eat his full bowl of food, so he just eats in a normal bowl. We use normal metal bowls. And then Zoe, Zoe wanted a slow feeder bowl. So we have one that um, we got from a friend. It's real shallow because Zoe only eats like a cup of food a day. And it has little, um, it's a Kong. Once it has little raised like Kongs and little things in there, little breakers in there. So Zoe eats from there just because then she feels better that she gets a, a breaker bowl too. Don't ask me, but she was just kind of sad wanting to go to the other dogs, wanting to know why they had the pretty bowls and she only had a silver bowl. So she got that one. Um, Cara says, Panda stole a banana off of the counter. Yeah, I was the first time, how I noticed that Gypsy liked them is I took a banana and I went into the living room and I sat down and Gypsy was right up in my face like, hello, what do we have right now? Because we are sharing. So I'm like, you're not going to eat a banana. And she's like, watch me. So I'm like, here, do you want a little bite of the banana? And I broke off a piece and I offered it to her. And of course she wanted it. And so that was her, the beginning of her love for bananas. Okay. So we talked about how you're feeding, who's going to be fed first. Um, dogs who come in for boot camp, we feed them in the crates. Usually um, once they're with us for a while, we might get them out while we're feeding our dogs and they get to eat with our dogs. Um, for the boot camp dogs, same thing applies. We get all the food ready for them. We actually, because we have, you know, who knows how many in boot camp, um, they each get a bowl and we put their name on their bowl on a masking tape. And then we label their food as well. So we know how, what dog gets what food, but we get it all ready. And then what we do is whoever sits and is the calmest. That's the one who gets fed first. We release them. They can eat. Now they eat in their crate. Uh, we give them, we say we give them five to 10 minutes. We usually give them 15 to 30 minutes or longer, depending on what's going on. Um, but they get to eat there. They don't eat. We remove it. We take them out when we potty them. Or my dogs get to go in and eat it. <coughs> Excuse me. Because what I remember what I said about Gypsy being a vulture. She is. So, you know, we try to get it out before the dogs go in and eat it. But uh, but they get that. Now, if the dog doesn't want to eat, which sometimes happens when they're with us, uh, we do have some tricks up our sleeve. Uh, we'll sprinkle Parmesan on top. Uh, we'll put water on it to make kibble soup if they're on a dry food. Um, gravy or something, maybe some canned food mixed in with it. We have some Stella and Chewy's freeze-dried salmon bites that are good. So we'll sometimes crumple those up and mix those in. Um, sometimes dogs will go through one, two, three, five days of like, I'm not eating much. We actually, uh, a couple years ago, had a German Shepherd in who did not want to eat her full bowl of food for the entire four weeks she was with us. Her owner said how much she liked marshmallows. So when they came out to visit her, they brought a bag of marshmallows and she would eat it for them. So we put some marshmallows in with her food and she wanted nothing to do with them. So sometimes they do that and it's okay. Uh, but don't be surprised if as you're doing this, your dog does protest for a couple days and it's like, no, I want my food done all the time. I'm not gonna eat it. Okay, you'll get it next time. The dog is not gonna starve. Um, Rodney Habib talked a couple years ago at our IACP conference, and he had said they had done a study with a border collie. Now, whenever there's a study done with a dog, you know it's good, she said sarcastically. And I think he said the dog had gone 60-some days without food. Now, I don't know how much I believe that. You know, the dog supposedly had access to water. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, if your dog doesn't want to eat for a few days, it's not the end of the world, okay? Unless your dog has some medical issues. So everything's always prefaced with, if your dog has some medical issues, what I'm saying doesn't apply, okay? So we have that. Now, what do you feed your dog? I'll tell you what we've done in the past. So we've done 
the dry dog food in the past, which I call kibble. Um, don't get your kibble. If you're going to do kibble, don't get it from like Walmart or Publix or grocery store like Kroger's or save a lot. Don't get your dog food from there if you're buying the, the bag of kibble stuff. Get it more from a pet store or Chewy or Amazon, um, just because you're probably gonna get better food that way. Now, Yukonuba and Imes used to be really good foods. Whenever, I'm gonna date myself here. Between 87 and 90, we lived up in Connecticut. And when we lived in Connecticut, I was 10 to 13 years old. And Yukonuba and Imes were really good foods then really good. Well, guess what? They're not anymore. They've sold and bought and everything else. You know, it might be really good food for your dog, but it's not the premium food that is just the best out there ever that it was in years gone by, in my opinion. I think there's better foods out there, but I also think there's hella worse foods out there. So which one's right for you? It all depends. But I know people who, you know, they fed their dogs, you know, like you can eat Imes for years because it was a great food back then. I also remember before I was 10 years old, uh, we lived outside Pittsburgh and we would feed gravy train because when you add the water to it, it made it gravy. And I think it was gravy train or something else had like these yellow bowls. So like my grandma had all these yellow bowls from the dog food and like it's whenever dog food actually had cool stuff in it. Um, so we feed kibble and um, we've changed up brands uh, we used to feed some different stuff. Now we're feeding currently. Uh, it's from Tractor Supply. It's called Four Health. That's the, the number four health. Um, salmon and potato. That's what we feed currently um, because it works. It works out fine for our dogs. Um, local. We can pick it up pretty easily. It's not terribly expensive, which is nice. And when people come in with their dogs, if, if they don't bring food, that's what we feed them. Now, a few years ago, gosh, how many years ago? Three, four, maybe four or five years ago. Uh, we had a bunch of dogs come out for boot camp over the summer and they were a bunch of crazy young dogs and they were all on the Rachel Ray food that had just come out. And you look at it and it has pretty colors and dog food shouldn't have like these pretty oranges and these pretty greens and these pretty reds because that's all dyes. That's not really oranges and apples and broccolis. You know, that's, that's food coloring. Uh, what they do with the kibble, it's kind of like Play-Doh, right? You, you use the extruder, you bake it, then you spray on the vitamins and stuff. It's not the greatest, but... Um, and no matter what, that's how they do it, because baking it destroys a lot of the vitamins and the minerals and stuff, so they have to spray it back on. And that's one of the reasons why I don't use food a lot for treats when I'm training is because my hands get all gross because of all the powdery stuff coming off of the food. And it's just, it's disgusting after a while. And it gets my bait bag all baby gross. Anyway, uh, so we've done kibble. We've also done the quick and easy, dirty, uh, raw feeding where, and this was whenever we had Jedi, the German Shepherd, and Zoe, who we still have, uh, we would get chicken leg quarters from Save-A-Lot because they were dirt cheap at Save-A-Lot. And Jedi would get a chicken leg quarter and Zoe would get either the leg or the thigh. And they'd get it absolutely raw. Absolutely, I wouldn't steam it. I wouldn't blanch it. They'd get it raw and they'd get it outside because I don't want chicken slime in my house. And they'd crunch the bones. They'd eat the bones. They'd crunch the bones. They'd crunch the meat and they'd just swallow it all up. But wait a minute. I thought you weren't supposed to feed your dog chicken bones. Yeah, not if they're cooked. If they're cooked, do not feed your dog bones. If they are raw, have fun. So you guys know we have a couple cows on our property. Well, we have more than a couple right now. But they have, we take it to the butcher and we end up with meat, right? So we had a round steak yesterday. Rich was slicing up. We made fajitas. And they had that knot bone, that big circle bone. And so when Rich was slicing it off, he gave the bone to Zoe. Now, again, this is raw. So she ate some of the marrow out of it. She ate all the... Um, all the beef around it that was there. She stripped that bone for us, which was really nice. And then we threw it away. So we have to keep an eye on it. Usually I put her in a crate while she has it. Um, but her jaw is the smallest. So I'm not as worried about her swallowing it. And I'm not saying to do this with your dog, but be smart about things. Um, my parents had an older dog, um, Mickey. And she was... 12, 13 years old, and her teeth were so yellow. And they brought her down, 
and we were feeding our dogs raw. So we gave Mickey a chicken leg at night one time. And she didn't know what the heck to do with it. She's watching the other two dogs chomp it and swallow it. And she's like, I don't know about this. But she did it. Every night, for three nights, she had a chicken leg. At the end, her yellow teeth were white like a puppy. Yeah. And my mom had never done dental, you know, on the dogs because I agree with her on this one too. You know, putting the dog under anesthesia for a dental is kind of silly. So what we do is if the dogs need teeth cleaning, I'll just chuck them a raw chicken leg, a chicken leg quarter, and they'll, and it will help clean their teeth. So we've had little dogs come out, little tiny dogs who need dentals, because a lot of times it's the little tiny ones, and it's just the cleaning, it's no extractions. So we might give them a chicken wing tip, you know, to chew on, depending on how big they are. Or just a chicken wing, or, you know, any of the segments. But, uh, we have done that. So that was our dirty, cheap, and easy raw feeding. And it worked. We did it for probably about a year or so uh, with Zoe and with Jedi because Jedi would either get explosive diarrhea or she'd throw up. It was super fun, she said sarcastically. Um, then went back to kibble because it's, it's hard to keep up with the raw food diet. Our first, I think it was our first, maybe first, second, I don't know. One of the IACP conferences we went to, Wendy Volhard was one of the speakers. Now, Wendy Volhard, V-O-L-H-A-R-D, wrote this book called The Holistic Guide for a Healthy Dog. It's pretty thick. It's, how many pages, you ask? There's some charts and stuff in the back here. Um, oh, about 300 pages, okay? I ordered it right away on Amazon Kindle. And I started reading it at conference, and it was so good, I ordered a paper copy of the book. And I usually don't do that, but it was that good of a book. I highly recommend this book, even if you do not want to do a raw food diet for your dog, even if you're just wondering what the dogs, you know, what your dog would do better eating. Now, Wendy also has some supplements. She has a, uh, a workshop course that she does, I think, twice a year, one out in California and one here around West Virginia and North Carolina. And I have not gone yet because uh, she always does it right around conference or in the springtime. But it's pretty neat from what I've heard. The people who have gone are just really, really thrilled with everything. Um, but in here she talks about different herbs, fruits, the bone, uh, vegetables, you know, when to have what, how to prepare it. So after we did conference and we got this book, we started doing the Volhard diet. Now, she also has a website. Let me find the website for you here. It is volharddognutrition.com. So we've been on that. Now, she redid it. She used to have on there, and I don't know if it's still on there or not, but she used to have on here her diet, okay? And she gives it in the book here for the dogs, too. Find it. Here we go. Natural diet for, say, a 50-pound dog. Okay. It is, there's a breakfast and there's a dinner for days one through six. Then on day seven, they fast at night, so they only get breakfast. But they get things like a grain mix, safflower oil, vitamin C, egg, blackstrap molasses, vitamin E, vitamin B complex, and yogurt or kefir or kefir or whatever. Then at night, they get a whole bunch of stuff too. So what we would do is we would take a day and we'd do up about 10 containers. We got these plastic like Tupperware type containers and we would make them for the dinner, for the meat dinner. And we'd put some in the freezer and some in the fridge. And then the breakfast with the oats and everything, I would prep the night before. I'd do the oatmeal stuff and add the... And by the time morning came, of course, it was cool. Of course, it's going to be cool. It's been sitting out for 10 hours. Um, but it was nice because it was done. Um, and for a while, that worked out good. Now, we did it with Era because he had digestive issues while the girls were still on the kibble. Um, because trying to do it with one dog was hard enough. I can't imagine doing it with multiple dogs. Uh, so we did that. Gypsy was on it for... probably about 10 months we did Rob with her as well. And it's a lot of work. Honestly, you guys, that's what it is. I mean, we have our own cow in the freezer, so we had access to good ground beef, like better ground beef than you're going to get at the store. And we had a whole bunch of it, and she ate most of the ground beef. 
um, which is terrible because I love ground beef, but it's a lot of work to keep up with. Uh, what we did is I have a chart that I did up. So when we made it, it was a lot easier to figure out what it was. Uh, you know, so for five days, I would need this much. Um, or for six days, I would need this much, you know, so I could go and just make it all up. And then it was done. And I could do, you know, a week at a time, or like I said, two weeks at a time, which is 14 days. But you know, we do quite a bit at a time just to make it easier. So it was less of a hassle the day of, but it still got to be too much for me. Now she also sells, um, like all the stuff and all you add is like the water and the beef. And, um, we've never tried that. I should, but, uh, but really it was just the whole doing it. That was a lot of work for me. Uh, but it was fantastic. And one of the things that Rodney Habib said, couple years ago at conference, one of the things in here is eat, they can eat the good stuff. And like I said, a lot of people are like, oh my dog, I don't feed him any people food. And they're very proud of that. And I'm like, why? Because he's not supposed to beg from the table. Well, don't feed him begging from the table. Like my dogs know not to beg from the table. But when I'm done or when I'm prepping the food, I'll give them some. Or whenever you're all done, just put some in their dog food bowl. You know, my parents make extra so the dogs have food. I'm not saying go that far. But, you know, you can give your dog real food. And that's the real food, like, what you should be eating yourself, too. That's fruits. That's vegetables. Now, there's some that your dog shouldn't have. Um, so check those out, too. Uh, so you're make sure you're not giving your dog the bad stuff. But fruit, vegetable, you know, meat. Don't give your dog candy. Don't give your dog... Um, bad for you stuff like fried donut holes or um fried ice cream don't give your dog fried ice cream um yogurt you can give your dog yogurt you can give your dog a little bit of ice cream if you want to don't give them ice cream don't give them fried ice cream don't give them fried ice cream but if you want them to like lick the ball out. <laughs> who would give their dog the fried ice cream that's good it's good stuff I know. Yourself. send the fried okay. ice cream to rich and he'll eat the fried ice cream <laughs> um but, like I said, you do want to make sure that your dog is getting the proper nutrition, right? Um, so that's not necessarily all going to happen in one day. One day he might get a lot of green beans, and the next day he might get some carrots, and the next day he might get some squash, and that's fine. Um, it, it's not going to hurt your dog to do that. So here, let me go through and read some comments here. Graham and Kiva go on hunger strikes, but I've learned a few tricks up my sleeve. Good. Um, Terry says, earthborn earth holistics is what I feed. Michelle says her personal favorite is solid gold. Kimmy says my two go for four health and Purina Pro Plan, but they refuse to eat on mix in the wet. Uh, and Terry says Volhard MD2 is great and easy raw food. We do four health too. Yep. Terry also says I give mine raw beef rib bones to clean their teeth and keep them healthy along with the gums. Good. Uh, more, Mary says I give my medium dog a raw chicken foot for his teeth. Uh, Paula says, do your dogs want to kill your chickens if you feed raw? Ooh, that is a great question, Paula. So I was worried about that because we did feed raw and my dogs have gotten chickens at some point. They've actually all got chickens at some point, except for Arrow because he's the best. Um, but that's why Gypsy got started on e-collar at five and a half months old is because she was going after the chickens. Um, but no, it doesn't make them want to because I don't think they put it together that that's it, unless maybe they see you processing it and they're like, ha, ha, ha. But that's one of the reasons besides it's gross. I'm sorry, Mary, I think it's, or chicken feet is just, I don't feed them chicken feet and I don't feed them cow hooves. Now, I used to feed cow hooves, but I don't want them seeing the cow out there and saying, oh, that's one of my treats on the bottom of your foot. I'm going to go grab it. Um, but yeah, and, and there's chicken, there's beef. I mean, I give them pork sometimes too, because uh, we have our two hogs in the freezer. Um, but no, they haven't, they didn't want to kill the chickens because I fed raw. Um, they want to kill the chickens because they're jerks. <laughs> um, Aaron says, chance has never been on one certain type of food. Is it bad switching from brand to brand? Ooh, Aaron, that is perfect. No, it's not, not at all. Because you can't win. <laughs> so for example, Goldens have, what is it guys? So it begins with the T. And I'm drawing an absolute mind blank right now. Tourmaline? No, that's a gem. Something like that. That isn't in, that 
missing from the grain-free foods, right? There's something missing from the grain-free fruits and they're supposed to have it um, so they don't get heart issues. I have a golden, I know this stuff, right? So feeding your dog the grain-free stuff isn't the greatest all the time. Again, remember what I said, one day you can feed green beans, the next day you can feed carrots, the next day you can feed squash. In, in whole, it's gonna be a well-rounded diet, but it doesn't have to be a well-rounded diet every day, right? So the same thing's true. As long as your dog can handle it, you can switch up type to type to type. Then that's gonna help you. Um, I've got some people who have told me that they had to feed their dog kangaroo. Now these are people in America. The dog's never gonna, why is your dog having to eat a kangaroo diet? That's just ridiculous. So having a dog who can switch from, from brand to brand, you know, flavor to flavor is flipping awesome. And I love it, right? Um, we just do the four health because again, creatures of habit. Um, but I do want to pick up some other bags and just mix them all in and see how it goes. Michelle said, hi, Rich. Um, ooh, Aaron says, so are puppuccinos from Starbucks bad? No, puppuccinos are awesome because they're whipped cream. Um, so I don't know if they actually have sugar in them or not, but for a treat every once in a while, I love getting a puppuccino for Arrow or for Gypsy. They love them, you know, and again, you're going to splurge every now and then your dog can too. And having some whipped cream is pretty fun. You know, they enjoy it. That's why I said, too, like, they'll lick up my ice cream bowl. Now, I'm not going to give them a scoop of ice cream. I might give them a scoop of yogurt, but I'm not going to give them a scoop of ice cream that has sugar in it. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Chance says, puppuccinos from Starbucks are the best. Uh, Cara says, Wayland's skin is pretty dry. Can I add something that will help with his flakiness? Actually, yes. Uh, you can add coconut oil um, into his food if you want to. And... We got these in, guys. WinPro, their dog supplements. Uh, we saw them at conference this year. And this is the, the sales pitch as we're, we're walking by. Have you heard of our, what is it? Our blood protein supplement. I'm like, it's a what now? A blood protein supplement. Yeah, 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 come over. So he had bags that he was giving away for us to try. This one is the focus one. It calms to allow focus and performance. It promotes attentiveness without drowsiness, helps improve behavior and responsiveness, and supports mental calmness, and enhances brain function. So they have one of these for allergy, for dogs who are prone to allergy issues. Um, they have another one for immunity and gut support, and arrows on that one because arrow gets fartier than any dog should ever be. Um, so there's different ones, and you can mix and match them as well. But, um, car, remind me next time I see you about it, and I can send you home with something to try for Waylon. Uh, we've been using it with Marvel and with Chance. Um, they've been getting the immunity and the allergy. So the immunity is for the gut issues because Marvel's the one who had the explosive diarrhea and Chance was throwing up a little bit in the morning. So we've been using that with them. And then we've also been using the allergy to help with skin issues. And their skin issues, I believe, have dried up. Well, fixed up. I don't want to say dried up. Um, Paula says some fruit are toxic to dogs like raisins and grapes. So you know what's really funny about that, Paula, is in old training books and stuff, they would actually say use raisins as a training reward. Um, garlic is also not supposed to be good, but garlic is in a lot of the treats. So I think it might be, um, in avocados, I don't think they're supposed to eat avocados, but maybe it's just the seed. So that's, do your research on that, guys. Do not listen to me on what fruit and vegetables I feed my dogs. I know green beans and carrots are good, but again, carrots have sugar because it's a root vegetable. So you don't want to feed your dog too many carrots. Like you don't want to give your dog a potato and say, here's your veg for the day, a whole potato, go play fetch. Um, do your research on that, guys. Uh, Terry says, prey drive causes going after chickens. Um, Maverick has had raw chicken, but never bothered my chickens. He would go into the coop and steal the eggs. Taurine, thank you, Carolyn. Yep, Golden's in the taurine. Um, and Michelle says, the higher the protein, the more runny all of our stools are. Exactly, yeah. And that happens um, sometimes with them is you're feeding a better food and your dog can't handle it. It's too rich or whatever. And that's fine. There's not a problem with that. So there is a website, Terry had mentioned it way back in the beginning, called Dog Food Advisor. And I'm on there right now. Uh, they have five star, four, three, two, one, and then view all the dog food. So I'm going to check on a five star dog food here. Uh, Canaday, Akana, Earthborn, um, buh, 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 buh. Holistic, Honest Kitchen, Jack's Maximum, uh, Nulo, Mm -hmm. Sell it in Chewy's Raw Blend. 
You know, some of them are expensive. Wellness Core, Victor Grain Free. Um, some of them are not as expensive. You know, I'm not saying you have to feed your dog $100 a bag food. That's silly and ridiculous. And especially whenever you have multiple dogs, it's probably not going to happen. So let's go back up here. Omeric. Um, I'm going to pick one. So uh, here, I will pick Canada Grain-Free Pure Ancestral Dry. Now, if you click on that, it comes up saying it got five stars. It includes four dry foods. There's the Grain-Free Pure Ancestral Fish Formula, Avian, Avian Puppy, and Red Meat. Okay. And it says here that the puppy and the red meat are four and a half stars. So then it, as you scroll down, it tells you what's in them. So the ingredients include quail, chicken, guinea fowl meat, meal, duck meal, turkey meal, lentils, peas, tapioca, turkey duck, chicken meal, chicken fat, garbanzo beans, some cultured alfalfa, freeze-dried pheasants, and it goes on. But that's pretty decent stuff, right? Like, don't you wish you ate that type of food? Um, now, red items, because there's the sun-cured sun alfalfa is red. It says that it indicates controversial ingredients. And then it tells you a little bit about them. So even if you know nothing about how to read a label, you can look at this and get some idea of what's going on. So it says the first two ingredients are quail and chicken. Although they're quality, raw poultry contains up to 73% water. So after cooking, much of that moisture is lost, reducing the meat content to just a fraction of its original weight. So what that means is, just like in people food, whenever they have the animal labels like this, the, the most in their ingredient has to come first. So by having quail and chicken first, well, once you suck out that water instead of first, it's going to be way further down on that list. So that's one of the tricks that they use that you do have to keep in mind. Now, the next three ingredients are guinea fowl, duck, and turkey meal. So it's meals are considered a meat concentrate and contain nearly 300% more protein than fresh poultry. So that's awesome. We want to see those meals, right? The six is lentils. It's rich in natural fiber. It's a, it says it's a quality source of carbs. And then peas, again, a quality source of carbs, it says, rich in natural fiber. 25% um, protein. So you've got that tapioca, turkey, like it goes through everything and tells you you know, what, what they like about it, what they don't like about it. So that sounds like a really good food, right? Well, if your dog's eating that, he probably doesn't need to eat a whole bunch of it. Now I want to share with you one of the one-star foods. So I'm pulling up one-star food, Elpo, Attaboy, Caesar Dog Food Dry, um, Gravy Train, I'm not talking about Gravy Train, man, Kibbles and Bits, Old Roy, Pedigree, Purina Dog Chow, um, Let's go up here and do pedigree. It's a one-star food, okay? Um, each recipe below has Africa. Okay, so they have a whole bunch of different ones. I'm not going to go through and read all these, but here's the ingredients. Remember the ingredients from the last one, from the candidate, right? Here's these ingredients. Are you ready? Ground whole grain corn, meat and bone meal. Now, first of all, meat and bone meal. From what? Remember the other one was like chicken meal? Well, this is just meat and bone meal. Which means if you guys are familiar with chicken, it's chicken feet and the waddles on top of their head, right? It's meat. Corn gluten meal. Got another corn. Animal fats. Again, not species specific, just animal fats. Soybean meal. Natural flavor. Chicken byproduct meal. Dried plain beet pulp. Ground whole grain wheat, salt, potassium chloride, da, 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 and some other stuff, right? Um, now, why corn? Now, we were at the, one of the vets. Not one of my vets, but we were at a vet's office. And they had a big thing about how corn was so good and healthy for your dog. Guess what, guys? It ain't. You know what corn's healthy for? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you something and tell you something. So you know the molars that you have in the back of your mouth right? They're pretty flat and they grind down. And whenever you're eating something that needs grinding, you, in the back of your mouth is where it goes, right? And it grinds. Think of cows. Did you know they don't have teeth on top and bottom? When we sent our, one of our um, steers, see a steer? No, it was actually a baby bull. Um, one of them had died and we had to bring him up um, to have him disposed of. 
And they're like, oh my God, there's something wrong with this cow. He only has, I don't remember, I think it was top teeth. He only had top or bottom teeth. He only had one of them. It's because they have like a pad there and it just grinds because that's what they do. Think of what cows are supposed to eat. They have four stomachs, right? And they eat grains. They eat grass and it has to digest and it has to digest well, okay? How many stomachs do dogs have? One. How many stomachs do people have? One. Now look at a dog's teeth right? They have what looks like our canines, right? And like our incisors here. They don't have big flat teeth like our molars. They have ripping and tearing teeth, okay? I majored in anthropology in college and looking at dental was part of it, which was pretty cool. And I use that with clients talking examples all the time. So by just looking at their dentition, their teeth, dogs are not vegetarians. Dogs are carnivores. Now humans, because we have the rippy pooly stuff and we also have the flat grindy stuff, we're omnivores. And dogs, yeah, like I said, Gypsy loves to eat her plant stuff and that's great. Some people, oh, if dog's eating grass, that means he's going to throw up. He has an upset stomach. No, it just means he likes to eat grass for some of them. For some of them, yeah, it's going to mean he has an upset stomach. Depends on your dog. But um, I've also had people call up and tell me that their dog's a vegetarian. And I'm like, no, please don't. No, 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 no. Dog's not a vegetarian. Um, now I do give Gypsy, um, you know, the, the start of the bread that nobody wants the heel. I'll give that to Gypsy. Um, she loves it. And again, taurine is in grains. So feeding your dog some grains is okay. You can feed your dog oatmeal. You can feed your dog some bread. You just don't want the whole thing to be corn based right? It's not good for, for us. Everything is genetically modified now. Who's corn good for? It's good for cows. <laughs> okay, guys. But, uh, but you can check out that dog food advisor. Now, say your dog is doing absolutely amazing on Purina, like just absolutely amazing. Then use it. But... You know, if you're like, well, my dog's not doing great. I want to try, you know, I see that I'm feeding a one or two star food. What, what should I get to? Well, you can go ahead and check Dog Food Advisor and just kind of get a feel for it. You can also search the websites. You can put it in here. I told you we feed the four health. It's a four star food. Not too bad. And if you look at the salmon and potato, okay, so if we do the performance formula, that's actually a five-star food. The mature adult formula is three, the lamb and rice is three, and the healthy weight is three. Well, we feed the salmon and potato. So we should be good. Uh, ingredients there, chicken, chicken, oh, well, it's the salmon and potato, so it's not going to have the chicken. They don't have the not chicken. It's an above-average dry product. Like I said, for us, convenience really works um, because... <laughs> I'm busy and I, I just don't have the time to do raw as much as I want to. We have the freezer space for it. We have two deep freezes. I just, I haven't. And the people who do, like some people get grinders and they just grind it up and that's awesome. More power to you. I don't. Um, Paula says, most stone fruit have toxic pit or seeds. are not a problem unless they eat a whole bunch of the fruit like under a tree. Oh, that's a great thing too. Because again, being in Florida, um, you know, if you have a fruit tree in your yard and it starts dropping and your dog's like, woohoo, you do have to watch that. Yep. Um, we don't actually have any fruit trees in the yard and that's something I want to add now because it's going to take how long before they grow and actually produce fruit. Um, Catherine says, Marshall eats merit grain free and he's per in perfect health. That's perfect. And that I believe was a five star. Um, Jane's, Jane got here. That is Remy's owner. Uh, and Catherine says he cannot do garbanzo beans. Uh, Cara says my master's is in anthropology. So my, I majored in anthropology. I only got my bachelor's, right? And I minored in criminal justice because they were the only two that were really fun and I enjoyed. And so people would, you know, what, what you major in? So I tell them and I almost minored. I had a second minor almost in, um, philosophy, but I needed one more credit for that, one more class. And there was this other class I really wanted to take instead, so I ended up not getting a double minor. But anthropology and criminal justice, and so why did you do that? People would ask, and I'd tell them I wanted to be like Indiana Jones, and people would believe me, and that's funny. 
Um, Catherine says they wanted me to switch Marshall to Purina Instinct. I would have had to feed four cups on Marikeet's two cups, the size of a 40-pound dog, and he weighs 84 pounds and he's in perfect health. The vet says don't change anything. Exactly, Catherine. We had... Do you guys remember Sirius Black? He was a, not from Harry Potter, but he uh, was a Newfoundland we had in over the summer. He was huge. He was well over 100 pounds, and he only ate, I think, like two or three cups of food a day. He didn't eat that much. Um, now, like I said, Arrow, I think he's at like four cups a day, and that barely keeps him at 60 pounds because he's so active. But every food is different for the dogs, so that's one thing you have to look at when you're doing it. And uh, Kimberly says, Chance got into a loaf of bread once and ate the whole thing before I found him running around with a bag on his head. <laughs> so um, Rich has a brother named Steve. And whenever we were first married, like over 20 years ago, Steve got, had this beagle puppy. Um, he named him Rudy. Rudy was super cute, but Rudy was also super bad and he didn't do really training with Rudy. I mean, he taught him tricks, right? But this is what Rudy would do is he would drink Steve's beer with him. He would eat cigarette butts. He would open up the fridge and eat everything. And he would steal the bread from the counter and eat the bag and the bread and everything. He had to actually like lock up his fridge whenever he wasn't there. Um, and Rudy lived to a ripe old age eating beer and cigarette butts and bread and wrappers. So, you know, sometimes it's just dumb luck. Sometimes you're like, oh, I wonder if I would have fed differently if I would have given supplements, if it would have changed anything. And sometimes it might have and sometimes it might not have, but you can't beat yourself up over it, okay? Um, like I said, Rodney Habib talked a couple years ago at conference and he was saying, if you feed a kibble diet and you add in, I don't remember how much he said, but I bet if you look him up, you can see it. But you add in just a bit of the fresh fruit and the fresh vegetables, more vegetables than fruit, of course, just like for us, it's going to extend out their lifespan. Okay? So if you're like, I can't do raw. Like, I'm at the point right now where as much as I want to do raw, I cannot do raw right, right now at this point in time. Maybe once everything's taken care of medically with me, we can look back at that. But right now, I can't. So what do we do is the next big thing is we supplement. Now, sometimes Gypsy gets green beans and whole carrots to chew on and whatever else. Sometimes I put them all in a food processor and put them in ice cube tray and put them in the freezer. And then she gets a cube of already mushed up fruit and vegetables. And why do I do that? I do that because remember whenever I said they didn't have molars to break down the food they don't have the molars to break down the food. So some people will say, well, they can't break through the cellular wall unless you help them do that. Gypsy likes to eat her fresh fruit and veg though. Like I can't imagine if I was going to give her bananas and apples and pears only in mush form that she would be as happy as she is crunching them. Um, but that's just me and her. So I don't know. Um, but you can get on like what are, and you also have to weigh guys the cost difference between Going with a prepared food, a kibble food, uh, versus even canned or like the pouches, you can add that in as well, uh, versus going raw. So having had Zoe on raw and Arrow on raw while they were service dogs traveling with me, it is a pain in the behind to travel with a service dog on a raw diet. When you get to where you need to go, you need to go find a shopping store center, you know, a grocery store or now Super Walmart or Target, and you need to pick up the stuff that they need. And then you need to have a refrigerator in your room to keep the stuff. And then you need the bowl, and you need to clean out the bowl whenever you're done and everything else. So you have that. So if you're flying, you really going to bring a cooler with, you know, ground beef stuff in it for your dog? You know, having the, um, the grain that you just mixed up with stuff, you know, like the oatmeal, one of the things that uh, Wendy has in her book of the Holistic Guide for a Healthy Dog is a, like an oatmeal bar. So when you do travel, you can bring an oatmeal bar. So whenever Arrow and I went up to Maine a few years ago, I brought the oatmeal bars in Ziploc baggies for him, and that was his breakfast. And we had to buy yogurt. We had to buy ground beef when we were up there. I think we had to buy one other thing. Um, so he could eat his diet up there. Okay. Whenever we traveled with him to Salt Lake City a few years ago, he was no longer on the raw diet. So I had to scoop kibble into a gallon Ziploc baggie 
and include the bowls. So for that, it was a heck of a lot easier, but it did take up space in the suitcase. So depending on how long you're going, we were only there for two or three days. But if I was going someplace for a couple weeks, um, if you do Chewy, you can always drop ship something and have it sent there, or Amazon will do it and have it sent there. Uh, with tractor supply in the for health, that's one of the problems is I'm sure they ship it. I don't, I, I don't like to ship unless I know it's gonna be free. <laughs> and it's gonna be like two days. So you can do something like that and just have a drop ship, bring enough to get your dog through, um, you know, depending on where you're going and what you're doing. But it is a little bit harder to travel with the raw food, um, depending. Now, I also went to Miami last year with a friend and she did raw and she brought one of those Yeti coolers just stuffed with everything for the dogs because she had prepped everything ahead of time and it worked out beautifully. So that was fantastic. Uh, Terry says, I know people who take freeze-dried while traveling and add the water to rehydrate it. Yep. So that's going to be an option, too, is to go with something like that. Um, we've done Disney trips with dogs who are on raw, and so while we have them, they get more canned uh, than raw because they don't want to send the raw because you don't know when you're going to be able to check into your room. You know, is it going to be sitting in the car? Uh, technically, no. You can take it behind the front desk. You know, they can hold it for you at the front desk if your room's not ready. To say, can I put this in your fridge? <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so you do have a lot of options. Now, usually, like the moist pouch food, I don't do that. I will buy the canned food, more the puree than the meat chunks, and I'll do that to stuff Kongs. And so to stuff Kongs, I will get a big bowl, and I will add a couple cans of food, so maybe some yogurt, some peanut butter, like whatever leftover type things that we have. Um, let's say I have... Gosh, I can't even think of anything right now. Maybe some old macaroni, not really old, but some macaroni and cheese or some green beans cut up. You know, I'll add all that in there and I'll mix it up and I'll stuff a bunch of Kongs with it and I'll stick it in the freezer. And then they get a nice nummy treat that isn't just full of peanut butter. They get the dog food and the peanut butter and the yogurt and the fruit and the vegetables and, and all that good stuff. When it comes down to it, guys, basically, you get to decide what diet's right for your dog, as long as it's not a vegetarian diet, because just don't go there. Uh, you get to decide. And guess what? If your dog's not doing well, if your dog has um, farts, or diarrhea, or can't poop, or throwing up, you know, like, you might want to change it and just see what happens. I kind of go on, like, an elimination diet like people do. And just see what happens with your dog whenever you eliminate, you know, chicken from his diet. We found that was a big thing with Arrow. The, the fartiness was worse with the chicken. Now, it didn't entirely go away until we started using the WinPro immunity, which is the tummy ones. And he doesn't fart anymore. Sometimes we'd be, he'd be back here in the bedroom, and he'd fart, and you'd hear it, and then you'd smell it, and it was terrible. He moaned. I'm sorry I'm talking about you, buddy. Uh, but... He hasn't done that, and that's pretty amazing. So I'm really happy with the WinPro supplements. If you're looking at trying them out, um, I do have a discount code for you. It is Dream Canine. That's D-R-E-A-M, the letter K, the number nine. And that will save you, I want to say, 15% off of your first order. Um, they have the pouches. They have a whole bunch of pouches. They have buckets. Um, so you can try them. You can see how it goes. You can order a whole bunch of it. But it has, oh, this has taurine in it. Awesome. It has theanine and the K-Thrive Formula D, and that's in one chew. So they're supposed to get two a day, and like I said, you can couple things up. Uh, Book-wise, I want you guys to get a copy of the Holistic Guide for a Healthy Dog. Like I said, it is fantastic reading for everybody, even if you're like, I don't want to do a raw diet. Uh, she says in here, vaccinations, medical tests, all this good stuff is in here, guys. Wendy has done her her research, man. Like, she has lived this. If I'm going to ask somebody something about dog food stuff, Wendy, you cannot go wrong with her info. She's amazing. Super duper awesome. Okay? So nutrition, what and why? Why do you guys want to feed your dog the best food possible? Is because you want your dog to live a long life and be healthy. Because the healthier your dog is, hopefully the less vet bills you'll have. And keeping your dog on the trimmer side of things means less vet bills too. Okay? I don't can't even tell you how many dogs come out. You want to drop off for boot camp? We're like, you know, your dog's a little on the heavier side. 
oh my, that says he's fun. And we're like, well, you see here, here, and here. Yep, I see that. I thought he might be a little chunky. So during boot camp, because he's getting so much activity, at the end of the day, he's just beat. So he'll eat. He might not eat all of it, and he'll go to sleep. But because he doesn't have free access to the food all the time, because it's a good quality food, four-star food, now that I know, uh, you know, he's just, he's done. <laughs> he's done at the end of the day. He usually loses some weight. So one of the things we warn people before they drop their dog off with us is your dog will probably lose weight and come back a little bit slimmer. Now, usually, um, you know, that's barring anything. If they get like explosive diarrhea for a few days or they get sick, it's a different story. They'll probably lose more weight. Um, but we did have one dog who came in, I think he was around 80 pounds and he should have been about half of that. And he had already had knee replacement surgery and he was so overweight, but he pulled so much the owner couldn't walk. Now the owner would give him like a bowl of bacon because he had to take meds because of the knee replacement surgery, the APLO, TPLO, whatever it is. Um, so he would get a bowl of bacon in the morning with his meds in it, maybe a bowl of ice cream. And we're like, no, you can't do that. You can give him, you know, one strip of bacon and one bite of ice cream if you want to give him ice cream. But um, he lost quite a few pounds with us. I want to say we had him for, I think, two weeks. And I think he lost about 15 pounds. I don't know how it kept up. I hope it kept up. Uh, here, Michelle says no vegan either. Exactly. Yeah, no vegetarian, no vegan. They have to have the meat. Uh, Mary says, due to my disabilities, I have a hard enough time feeding my husband and I healthy, which doesn't happen as often as it should. I can't even think of feeding Rob because of all the prep time. You know what, Mary? That's exactly my thoughts too. So I'm doing the whole 30 human diet right now. And that's fruit, veg, meat. That's no sugars. That's no grains. That's no alcohol. It's no dairy. And it's been difficult. But guess what? Because I'm doing that, I'm eating more fruits and vegetables, especially more vegetables, which means I can share more with Gypsy. And she's still on her kibble, but we get to share. So she gets to eat more of that stuff. You know, I know a lot of times people will do, you know, the raw food diet for their dog, and then they'll eat McDonald's. They'll do their raw food diet for the dog, then they'll eat another type of fast food. And I'm like, no, 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 no. If you eat good and you feed your dog a quality kibble, you're going to be able to include some of that, some of yours in there. So, for example, I'm going through the green beans, right? If I'm snapping the ends of the green beans off, guess who gets the ends that I snap? I toss it to the dog. Every so often, I'll just toss them a full green bean. Why not? You know, uh, we were doing the zucchini today, so we're slicing up the zucchini, and I just toss them the ends. Why not? She likes everything. Um, sometimes she doesn't eat it all, but then somebody will. And then it gets all of them eating the vegetables more because they see how much a gypsy likes it, and they're like, wait, I want some of that too. So if I'm peeling a carrot, I'll toss the, the carrot ribbon, you know, the, the peel part. And then I chop off the top and bottom, I toss it to them to eat. Strawberry tops. You know, in the summer, you're eating strawberries and the green tops. She eats it. So it's pretty neat. And when we had our pigs, because we had them over the summer, we'd go through a lot of the, the vegetables and the fruit, and the pigs would get all the leftovers, right? Because you need to fatten them up. And by the time a pig is six months old, he's ready to send to the market. And you're ready to, or to the butcher. And you're ready to send him to the butcher because he's going to eat you out of house and home if you don't. So one of the things I saw not too long ago, and it was on Facebook, was uh, this butcher says that the cancer that they find in pigs, they just cut it out and put it in the dog food. Like, the pigs are around six months old whenever I butchered them. So even if they're six to eight months old, I don't think they're having a high rate of cancer. But see, these are things, and here's the other thing, too, guys. With the raw diet, Gypsy ate ground beef, Okay. I've said that, right? Or they ate chicken, chicken legs, right? Chicken leg quarters. <sighs> Having, ha living on a ranch, right? Living on our, our little homestead here. We've got, I don't grow vegetables well, so we don't have vegetables. I've tried, I tried tomatoes a couple years ago and it failed miserably. I can grow critters, but I can't grow uh, fruit and veg yet, but I'm going to try. Every year I'm going to try. And that's one of the reasons I want to get the trees. But back to this. Do you really think, as they were being domesticated, that people gave the dogs the prime cuts? I don't think they did. I think the dogs got the leftovers. And don't forget, even, even 100 years ago, even probably 60 years ago, maybe 70 years ago, 
I don't think that we were eating as much crap food, processed crappy food is what we're eating nowadays. I think it was, you know, you'd have like a steak and a baked potato, right? Or you'd have soup with whatever. I don't think it was, you know, let's have this blend of Chef Boyardee with this processed pizza rolls. I don't think it was. So I think it was, if we're going to have steak and potatoes, right? Who's going to eat the leftovers? The dog. I'm going to trim off the fat and give it to the dog. Maybe there's a few bites that I didn't eat or I cooked more or whatever. I'm, the bones, if they're raw, I'm going to give it to the dog. You know, and I think that's how it was a lot going on. I don't think it was like, well, let's give the dog the ground beef because it's, how much time is it going to take to grind up that beef? I think instead it's going to be like, oh, well, here's some extra stuff. Let's just toss that to the dog. And I think that's how the dogs were domesticated. I think that's what the dogs ate because it wasn't until <clears throat> the 1900s I say maybe 1920 or so, maybe about 100 years ago, that they started canning the food commercially. And then it led to the commercial dog food. Now, how did commercial dog food get started? This is super cool. Cereal companies were like, boy, what do we do with all these leftovers? I know. We'll call it dog biscuits. Yeah. So while the, it's very, very convenient for us, I think if we would cook more natural foods for us and eat better for us, like what Mary's saying, it's hard enough to feed herself and her husband a healthy diet. I think if you take some of that and you share it with them, they're going to be healthier for it. And it's going to be a little lighter on your pocketbook because what are you going to do with the peelings anyway? You know, again, you're, you're doing carrots, you're, you're doing up zucchini. What are you going to do with the leftovers anyway? You're going to toss it, right? Or maybe compost it. Feed it to your dog instead. I love it. Just check them first. Google it. Make sure it's good. Um, Jane, remind me, what do you feed them, please? We do four health salmon and potato from Tractor Supply. So you can only get it from Tractor Supply. Um, Chewy does not carry it, unfortunately. <laughs> and who knows, we might switch, but currently that's what we're feeding them. Uh, Mary says, oh yeah, when I have the good stuff, so do the dogs, right? Mine catch and eat rats, gag, but they think it's a great treat, and so does the cats. So we got two cats to go catch the mice outside that eat the feed for the cows, and the cats don't want to be outside kitties. So we have a mouse who's back, so Rich sets up um, mice traps, but because we have chickens that run the property, we can't use poisons or anything, and because we have dogs on the property, we don't want to use poisons. So a, a mouse or rat trap is a five-gallon bucket of water, halfway full of, or a five-gallon bucket filled halfway up with water, with a slanty ramp leading up to the top of it. And then you put some of the, the cow food on it leading up and rats and squirrels end up drowning. That's how we do it here. Um, well, that's just mean to kill them. PETA says, I don't care what PETA says, they're eating my cow's food and I'm paying money for the cow's food. Um, so Mary, if you ever wanna bring them by here and hang out by the, by the barn for a little bit, that would be awesome. I wish, that my cats would eat it. Part of me wants to get like a little Jack Russell or something, just a little ratter dog, but I don't want to get another dog right yet. Um, Roma still has that place in our heart and she's not here. So, you know, I'm kind of enjoying the four dogs and working more with Gypsy because I need to. Um, but anyway, that's me. That's my ramble. That's what we do. That's nutrition in a nutshell. Um, but it's not the be all and end all guys. There's way more information out there. There's different supplements. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Um, some of them, meh. some of them might work for yours. They don't work for mine. Um, Paula says adopt a feral cat and Terry says get a barn cat that lives outside. So we have tried, I've had three friends give me cats and they've all taken off. One of them took off after like three months. I'm like, what? So Paula, I know you live quasi locally. If you know any place that has feral cats available, we might be interested. I don't know if I could talk Rich into it because we now have two cats that don't want to go outside. But um, Michelle says Peter kills dogs, so they have nothing to bitch about, right? And Mary says get a tuxedo cat. They're natural born killers because they look so suave and debonair. <laughs> but anyway, guys, um, that is tonight. It was all about nutrition. We did have a request a couple weeks ago to do a webinar just on nutrition and to talk about um, raw feeding versus kibble. Now that means we didn't get answered really anything else this week, but that's okay because sometimes we need these specialty ones. And I do want to do another one on, you're going to love this one, on vet care. 
How do you take care of your dogs? What do you do? What's the best way to go about it? How many times a year do they go in for their vaccines? How many vaccines do you give them? How do you save money? What do you do for heartworm flea care? All that stuff. Like that's huge, especially whenever we're talking the service dog community, which usually has limited finances because, you know, they're disabled. And um, so we're going to talk about that. Okay, but that's not going to be this week. <laughs> it might be next week or we might do a Q&A next week and then do this in the following week um, or weeks, depending. But we want to see the book that we're going to talk about on that one. It's this one. It's called How to Afford Veterinary Care Without Mortgaging the Kids by Dr. James L. Busby, DVM. Okay, it is a very easy read. I highly recommend this book. It is how to afford veterinary care without mortgaging the kids. And I believe I got this one on Amazon because that's where I got most of my books at. Um, Paula says, I'll bring you one. And Mary says, thanks for the info. Great discussion tonight. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for your comments. I greatly appreciate it. It is nothing if it's just me sitting here rambling to myself because I will do that sometimes too. Um, but I've got to go work some dogs some more. And we need to feed these guys because I trapped them all back here with me because they're mine. Um, but I will see you guys. If you're training with us and you want to come to group class on Saturday, we're doing it this Saturday. Now, next week being Thanksgiving week, we are not doing group class next Saturday. But this Saturday we are. So hopefully I will see you there. And Carolyn says, thank you. Roma says, hi, Carolyn. I've been wanting to know how she's doing, but I'm trying not to pester you too much. Um, Terry says, hi. And Paula says, hugs to Pluto. Perfect. Or bye. Terry says, bye, guys. Have fun. Do good and research your dog's food. Tell me, post on here what it is that you feed um, or what it is that you're interested in feeding. Okay, I'd love to know your feedback on this. Talk to you later.